we're blessed to have you participate in Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. Today we'll be talking about being a soul shepherd. Jesus affirms you as the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That means we're to bring God flavors and God colors to the people around us. Let's talk about how to do that in our conversations and leadership. Spirit of Jesus, we pray you'd guide this soul talk to make it fruitful. Thousands of people are tuning in, but we ask you to make it personal for each listener and their relationship with God. Amen. Well, and welcome Bruce to our Soul Talks community. He found us like so many people do through internet searches online and reading one of our articles. We've got nearly a thousand resources on soulshepherding.org on many different subjects that help us to thrive with Jesus in life and leadership. And Bruce says, thank you so much for your Soul Shepherding articles. I am presently trying to connect with God, and there is some inner resistance. And appreciate your sensitivity and compassion and how it's drawing me to Jesus. Mm, love that. That is what we want to do, is yes. to be drawn to Jesus personally mm-hmm. and invite other people to join us there. So desperate for that intimacy with Jesus we are. Bill, you and I are going to be going to Mexico in four days to be leading a retreat for the pastors and wives down there, a group of about 50 of them, and we, we get to go down few times a year and be with these pastors and their wives. And, you know, the, there are certainly things we need to do to prepare for that. You know, there'll be food we'll be buying to take down and materials we're, you know, getting translated to use and preparations of, you know, what we're going to bring them in terms of some spiritual formation exercises and some of the spiritual psychology that, you know, God's given us to teach them and help, help these pastors and both in their relationship and help them connect with Jesus and intimacy with Jesus themselves, because that's that's so key and important and crucial. But one of the main preparations for me is my own intimacy with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as I've been awakened in the night, um, last night it was by your cell phone on accident, <laughs> but um, you forgot right. to put it on Do Not Disturb. So, you know, I'm awake in the night, and instead of ruminating about all I need to do to get ready to go to Mexico this week... I knew and I've learned and I'm thankful that, no, I need to be connecting. This is an opportunity for intimacy with Jesus right now. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ways that I stepped into that was to actually connect with Jesus through Psalm 63, which I happened to memorize or start memorizing anyway during a, a time of intimacy with Jesus. We call it TLC time, to love Christ, that we were leading a retreat, a day retreat for these Mexican pastors and their wives in Tijuana, and we were at a at a retreat center there, which a retreat center in Mexico, at least the ones we go to, are just dirt. <laughs> they're just dirt. And there's something to be said that's true about being dirt poor, <laughs> because it's just dirt everywhere. And so, you know, Psalm 63 talks about in a dry and weary land where there is no mm. water, you know. And, oh, God, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And remember, and I've seen you in the sanctuary. I've beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. I will lift up my hands in your name. And so I'm, I'm 
remembering this and I'm praying this because it helps me to remember, I long for God. I long for this intimacy with Jesus. I need this. My my soul's desperate Mm -hmm. for intimacy with Jesus. And I have nothing to offer these pastors and their wives if I don't have intimacy with Jesus. It all starts there. Yeah, Christy, I really appreciate what you're saying and what you're modeling to us, that your own uh, closeness with Christ and your life of prayer, your conversational intimacy and attunement with God, that this this is the center point of your leadership. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's where it comes from. And then out of that, you know, and, and this morning I wake up and I'm praying again, and I'm connecting with Jesus again, but then I feel the Lord leading me in that, out of that intimacy to then start to pray for the pastors and wives by name and just offering them and this time, you know, for them and their, because I know their preparation, I know there's going to be spiritual opposition for them in getting there this week. And so starting, you know, starting to pray, because I know that's, that's key to my leadership of what I'm doing down there. It doesn't start Thursday when we arrive in Mexico. It's, it starts before that in all of this time of connecting with Jesus and bringing, bringing them up before his throne of grace. This is what we call spiritual leadership or spirit-led, spirit-empowered leadership, which is something that we teach in our institute and the different settings where we speak to and encourage uh, pastors and other leaders and men and women in ministry or serving the Lord. It's so uh, essential mm-hmm. and uh, not well emphasized in many of our Christian circles. And so I've been reading books on leadership uh, last couple of years, really, been paying more attention to that. And uh, it's sad for me that some of the Christian books on leadership that I've read by some great Christian leaders that I respect um, have little to say about Jesus as a leader, biblical leadership, uh, prayer, discernment. And what they're really talking about is cultural uh, principles and practices for successful leadership. And not that those things are bad. Most of that is is good and helpful and needs to be learned and implemented. But the the heart of it all is this intimacy with Jesus and the Father. It's this w- way of life that you're describing, this, this conversational relationship, this attunement with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because the, the best strengths that we might bring to our leadership in the way of our, our gifts, our knowledge, our strategy, our energy, our, our networking, our bringing in of, of successful business practices and church growth principles and all, all those things that can help us in our leadership, how to lead a great small group, uh, whatever you listening, whatever your area of work is, there's a domain of knowledge that would help you to do that better. And it's important that we do our best mm-hmm. in well, our work. Yeah, and that's part of why you picked up these books and read these books, because both of these men, the authors of each of these two books, are men that, that have been um, very highly trained by some of the best you know, education on leadership, and they are leading their, the head of some of our best Christian ministries and institutions today. And so, of course, you think, well, I, well, I want to learn from them because they have been serious students in, in, in their area. And I am learning from them. 
And they might learn from me some things as it relates to spiritual leadership, because mm-hmm. that's it's got to be integrated there. And uh, all of our work uh, is really meant to be an expression of our love for God and our love for our neighbor. And like Paul says so aptly uh, in what he heard the Spirit of the Lord say to him regarding his thorn in the flesh, you know, well, when I'm weak, then I am strong. And so I, I actually boast about my weaknesses and the my trials and insults and hardships, the things that I go through, because that's that's where God's grace is really meeting me, and uh, God's power is made perfect in my weakness. And so we want to be in the realm of what we call kingdom of God math, where one plus one is not two, but it's eleven, because we've got the spirit of God working. And so that's really the key to our work, whatever work we're doing in, in an organization, in, in business, in the church, in our family, uh, being tied into the presence of the Lord and relying on his grace and his gifts and his wisdom so that we're doing our work, we're doing our leading in the easy yoke of Jesus and in the, the power and grace that God has for us and for the people that we're with. Yeah, and that we're drawing the attention of those that are receiving from us to God, like Jesus did. I only do what the Father tells me mm-hmm. to do. The Father has given me things to do. Don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. The way that Jesus is drawing attention to God. And that's what you're grieved, is that in these books, these men who are in relationship with God, with Christ, aren't drawing attention of the reader yeah, I don't know. Either they don't think it's that's not really important in their theory of leadership, or they don't think that the readers of their their books need that, or maybe they're sort of segmenting it, which is the constant temptation that we have as Christians is to sort of do our spiritual life over here in a segment at church, in my small group, in my devotions, but then I've got the rest of my life and my work, and I kind of kind of do my thing. And probably I pray for God to help me, but in operationally and going about my work and my day, I'm not really tuning into the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we've got um, some of our best teachers and leaders who maybe haven't really thought carefully about, well, what would it mean to do this this work, uh, to be in this role as an apprentice of Jesus? And to do it not just from the standpoint of my body and my gifts and my circumstances and the, the, uh, the, the role that I'm in here in, in the organization or the setting, but to do it in the context of the kingdom of the heavens. And so this, this takes some, some training, some preparation, like, like you're doing in prayer that you're, you're showing us. Or like I was doing this morning, I did a six-mile run this morning, which I often do. And I, a main reason I do this is to get outside in nature, get away from my desk and my work and being a beautiful setting run around the lake and run tree lined paths and it's quiet and there's beauty. And I talk to Jesus. I run with Jesus, the, the, the pioneer and perfecter of my faith, you know, running my race with perseverance, setting my eyes on, on Jesus. And, and I was praying about a number of challenges and opportunities that we have in our soul shepherding ministry and uh, things in the family context. And I was praying, you know, Lord, your will, your way, your time. And this is from the Apprentice Prayer that's in the uh, Easy Yoke book that I wrote. And I often pray this prayer of submission to the Lord because I, I want to be about God's will and I want to be doing 
God's will, doing what I'm doing in the way, the spirit, the attitude, the demeanor of the Lord. Not, not hurried, not ambitious, not ego-driven, not anxious, not uh, guilt-ridden, but in, in grace and appreciating the Lord's presence, see? And then in God's time, because so much of the things that we do in life, whether it's in work or family, in the church setting, well, you know, we need to wait. And it's good for us. It's good for our souls. It's good for our formation to be leaders that, that are, are not uh, stepping over people and pushing and forcing and hurrying, but we're, we're moving in step with the Holy Spirit. Has this been easy for you, Bill? It's easier than the alternative, the alternative of relying on myself and trying to make things happen. Uh, but no, it's not natural for me. You know, I'm very uh, type A and driven and energetic and ambitious and competitive. I was formed as a kid in sports. And uh, yeah, I like, I like to win. I like to succeed. I, I want to do better. I have a lot of confidence, sometimes too much confidence, I was raised to be a hero child in my family, and so it's hard for me to be satisfied as being uh, an ordinary person like Jesus talks about in the Easy Oak passage that I teach on in Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Oak. But I need to remind myself that no, there's actually uh, a great gift of grace to be an ordinary person, and the, the super ordinary is Jesus, and the, the super power is what God is doing. And I don't have to be the hero. Jesus is the hero. I don't have to make things happen. I don't have to be the best. You know, it's Team Jesus, and I can pray for other people's success and do my part. And uh, but I don't want to be acting on my own uh, without the Lord. And so, yeah, I need to constantly remind myself of that. And I don't certainly don't do it perfectly. I sometimes slip out of that yoke, and especially in this season where I'm paying more attention to leadership. We've shared it times on the podcast how. Our organization of soul shepherding has grown. God has given us increasing influence and success, and we've started new programs like our institute, like the spiritual direction training program, like the sabbatical counseling that we do, like this podcast. And we've really enjoyed starting those new things. But then there's just you know more and more to sort of manage, and and then we need help with that. And so now we're organizational leaders, and we need to do more networking. And so that's a big part of what's motivated me to do further study into leadership and to pray about that. Yeah, I'm really grateful that you're doing that and that we're having this conversation. I think it's more of a temptation for people like you that have a lot of competence and knowledge and kind of good flesh, like are really gifted at some things. I think it's it's actually a greater temptation for you to neglect intimacy with Jesus in leadership as a spiritual leader and spiritual leadership and just depend upon your own skills and your own knowledge and your own competence than it is for somebody like me who maybe isn't as competent as you know as a leader and wouldn't wouldn't be as tempted to depend upon my own flesh or my own ability. I think it's easier for me to know I'm I'm desperate. I'm I'm totally dependent upon Jesus. Well, Christy, I think you're you're revealing your humility uh, in your. Uh, smartness in realizing that you're desperate for Jesus to be your leader. You, you bring extraordinary competence, particularly in emotional intelligence and relationality and spirituality and uh, discernment. And 
So, but I understand, I understand what you're saying that you don't think of yourself as a organizational leader. It's no. not an aspiration that you've had. It's not, you're not reading leadership books. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you listen to me unpack stuff. And so, you know, you're learning along, along with me, but you don't have those kinds of ambitions. No. You're not, you're not type A person. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as I like to keep reminding you, you, you are a leader and you're the co-founder of Soul Shepherding and bringing a lot to, to our board, to our ministry, uh, to our institute, team teaching with me and everything that we bring. Well, some of our listeners will be like me and they need what I've needed and that is encouragement to take the hand of Jesus and follow him into some areas of leadership that they wouldn't go on their own. Yeah, and that's why I did that uh, extensive study on women as pastors, elders, and leaders in Bible-based churches that we talked about in a recent podcast a couple of weeks ago and is on our blog. It's because of uh, women like, like you that uh, need uh, have the opportunity to step up and have a lot of gifts and wisdom and personality to bring. Uh, and, and there's also a lot of men who mm-hmm. are type B. I don't yeah. know that there would be probably pretty evenly divided between the genders type A and type B. And so uh, there's a lot of tender-hearted people mm-hmm. listening to us, soul shepherds who are drawn yes. to the kind of ministry that, that we, we have and the things that we talk about, who have vast untapped leadership potentials. Mm-hmm. And we need the, the heart people at the leadership table uh, along with the head people. And we need the more uh, process-oriented, relational-oriented people at the table, along with the, the drivers and movers and shakers. Let's get back, though, to the most important thing we're saying at the crux of all spiritual leadership, no matter what your personality or your type or your gifts or gifting, and that is our intimacy with Jesus. That's, that's the heart of it, and thanks for bringing us back. That was great leadership right there. So intimacy with Jesus is, is really what Soul Shepherding is founded on. It, it really, this ministry really comes out of uh, our abiding in Christ individually and collectively. And so it is uh, the, the greatest, uh, of greatest importance and joy and honor for us to, uh, for instance, before we do a Soul Talks episode, we pray together. And the whole idea of Soul Talks comes out of are abiding in Christ. And so what we're trying to do in each of these podcasts is to share with you, our listeners, the, the kinds of conversations that Christy and I have just in the course of daily life and our, our hopes and our uh, longings for God and our experiences, uh, conversations that uh, Christy, you and I are having, conversations we have with other, other people, and uh, just opening that up to the, the, the real and raw experience of life. And, and where is God in that? Real and raw. I'm so glad you said that because some people might be listening and be thinking, man, and I'm with Jesus. I, Bill and Christy are so close to Jesus. They just experience this fulfilling, amazing intimacy with them all the time. I don't experience that. But it's not all about feeling these great kumbaya experiences with God. That's not what we're talking about. There's times where... We don't necessarily feel that. We're not necessarily feeling really close, really connected. It's kind of like a relationship or like our marriage. You know, we're, we're intimate with each other, but we're not always feeling really close and connected. And, you know, intimacy involves movement, movement, and it involves a shared, a shared knowledge and commitment even when you're not 
maybe together or you're not experiencing the other person's presence in an intimate way. And so, you know, I mean, lately I've been feeling more of that kind of not not the the close intimacy that feels so good with the Lord, but in faith and knowledge of his intimacy with me and the, the intimate relationship that we have, I still press in with with prayers, with longings, with with reminding myself of past times of connection with Jesus that helped me stir up my love and my longing for him and and then participating in prayer, like even we were talking in our last podcast about the day that we were with family and the Lord provided an opportunity organically for some spiritual direction conversation. And so that was an example of a day where I wasn't really even in church that morning. I just wasn't really feeling great connection with God, even in worship. I was highly distracted by a lot of things. I I didn't have an intimate experience of worship that morning. I didn't feel close to God at church that morning or even, you know, that, that weekend. But I still continued in faith of intimacy with Jesus based on past experience and, and what I know to be true, to be praying. And so I was praying and I was praying all day for that person that that night, you know, 12 hours later, God answered that prayer through the conversation I was witnessing. I wasn't even ever a part of it or invited into it. I was just seeing it happen in the room. And I felt like, see, this is an example of my intimacy with Jesus. That's right. At some level, without my even being aware, he prompted me to be praying for this woman. And all day, he kept drawing me back to praying for her. And then 12 hours later, I got to see his action in her life. And that's a form of intimacy with Jesus. Even though I didn't ever have this sense of, oh, Jesus is right here, so close to me, he's with me. I didn't have that sense at all. Yeah, and even though you you weren't the one sort of reaping the harvest, so to speak, I I was in that position with this young Mm -hmm. woman uh, and seeing and feeling, hearing her her tears and her heart's cry for God and wanting Jesus to um, come towards her and helping her to see that 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 desire that she has for the Lord is a sign of his presence and and his nearness. Mm -hmm. And so the things that you were wrestling with there that Sunday even after church, as many of our listeners know from previous podcasts, we have a, Christy and I have a spiritual practice we do that helps us with our intimacy with God, which is when we uh, participate in a church service or a Christian seminar or a book we read, a podcast we listen to, these kind of things, we will ask each other, so how did you sense God's presence in that experience? Or uh, how were you encouraging the Lord? Or what did you learn from that? What, what since God may be saying to you, and these are different spiritual direction questions that we we teach in our Soul Shepherding Institute and Spiritual Direction Training Program, but that process of asking those questions and having that conversation of, of openness, of realness and rawness in prayer, but also with a soul friend, that's that's intimacy. We don't always feel it as intimacy because we we want. The, the closeness with God to be to be warm to feel special and to have uh, experience peace and joy and and loving feelings with mm-hmm. it but a lot of times we don't have that and spiritual maturity is often better seen in in what we see in the Psalms of lament it's it's in the questions it's in the uh, authenticity and, and honesty of describing very difficult trials and experiences and 
and pouring your heart out to God. And the way Hebrews 11 and 12 talk about faith, that it's not getting our prayer answered or getting what we want or being bold and confident necessarily. It's more often perseverance and it's trusting God in the dark and it's loving God when we don't feel his presence. And so you were, were doing that in our soul friendship Sunday morning and then your prayers helped this young woman into that space. And then my conversation with her, because she was in her own way struggling with the same, the same sort of thing, wanting to feel that warmth and that closeness and that happy feeling and struggling with that and thinking that there was something wrong with her because she wasn't feeling it. And she just didn't understand that, well, emotions are like that. They, they sort of come and go and they, they, they matter, but we can't make them the foundation of our life. And there is a reality to God's presence, even if we don't feel it. And just the fact that you have this desire for the closeness with the Lord, just the fact that you're asking these questions, that you're, you're, you're searching on, on the internet to, to learn more about this, shows that God is moving on your heart. And so just staying with this process and, and this kind of a conversation you're having with me now, where you open to your your hurts and your, your struggles and your, your questions and, and you're listened to and you're seeking God in that. You, you stay with that process and there, there will be a, a wave of emotion that will come along in its time that God will bring and uh, feeling that, that connection and that uh, uh, conversational closeness with God. Lord God, we love you. Father, Son, and Spirit, thank you for welcoming us into your Trinitarian family, angels attending, ministering to us and our connection with you, helping us to see you for all of your goodness and beauty and wisdom and power and glory, and that you draw us near. You are interested in us. You delight in us, and you long for a conversational relationship with us. You long to do life closely with us in such a way that we are participating with you in what you're doing and including you, uh, imploring you to be involved in everything that we're doing. And so this is intimacy. And we just pray, Lord, for each of our listeners in whatever their area of life and service to you is, that they would grow in this intimate conversational relationship with you, Lord, and that this would be the peace and the power, the, the joy and the wisdom of their life and their leadership. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Soul Shepherding offers a spiritual direction training program, which features monthly online classes, receiving and giving spiritual direction, and participating in a supervision group. We have students from around the world who are learning how to facilitate soul talks for people to cultivate their intimacy with Jesus and emotionally healthy relationship. This training in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction is a special track in our Soul Shepherding Institute for men and women in ministry. We start a new cohort the first week of February. To learn more, contact us at soulshepherding.org.